Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and this is our first recording since we wrapped Season 2 of the Trivia Hot Seat. Now, this isn't the first recording you're hearing. We had a couple in the can before we started doing the Hot Seat. But this is the first recording that we're actually sitting down. I feel like, like I'm feeling like I'm back home right now because I'm here with my friends. I'm here with my beer. We're going to play some trivia. Uh, let's start. Uh, let's start the panelists here. We got there's two people joining me first to my left. My lovely wife, Leah. Leah, how you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing great. Happy to be back on here for a kind of general trivia game. Um I am drinking, so it's the holidays, so I have have had the ingredients for a nice holiday punch for the past week or so, so I still have uh, some of those ingredients left, so I just kind of combined them all together and made a nice uh, holiday punch with some Sprite and cranberry juice and orange juice and a little bit of vodka, so there you go. Yeah, Leah, Leah got my uh, my bottle of Polish vodka that my brother got brought back for me, obviously, from Poland like five years ago. It's been sitting unopened on my counter for five years. Uh, longer than that, because it's actually from before we had this house. And uh, like you're on a vodka kick now. That's what you're drinking. It's fine. I ran out of rum last week when I recorded. No, you did not. There's an entire bottle. Oh, is it regular rum? Yeah. Oh, I, I was looking through them, and all I could find was the black cherry last week, so that's what I used in my punch last week. No, there's regular rum back there somewhere, but there's like oh. 50 bottles. Behind, Mike, you can't see her. There's like 50 bottles behind her. Yeah, well, that's why it was hard. I was like, I was like sifting through. I was like, where's the rum? Where's the rum? Where's the rum? Oh, I can put vodka in here, and I just kind of settled for the vodka. Um, so yeah, but I, I prefer the rum to the vodka, but if I get the proportions right, the vodka is not bad. Oh, so mix, for mix. Can't drink it straight. Well, yeah, I, I, I mentioned him earlier, but here he is, the pride of Huntsville, Alabama. And that is saying something because there are some smart freaking people there. Mike, my friend, no spoilers in Spider-Man. I'm seeing it tomorrow, but how you doing? What are you drinking? Yeah, I'm, I'm lording it over. We're recording this on the weekend that Spider-Man No Way Home came out, and I'm lording it over Chris that I've seen it, and he hasn't. I am doing great, and not just for that reason, also for the reason that Chris said. It's really nice to be back here playing some trivia. I haven't played any trivia since I recorded my Hot Seat episode, and I don't even know how long ago that was. At the time, I felt pretty good about where I was going to stand in the overall pecking order, and then certain other episodes happened oh. that... <laughs> I'll get that. I don't know if those uh, if the overall results will be released before this episode, so I won't go too far into that. But uh, and I'm also doing good because I have with me uh, a very lovely beer that I've been looking forward to busting open. I actually was gonna uh, save this for uh, Boozy Bracketology, but I went ahead and grabbed one now because uh, it is December. It is December, and um, just about less than a week before Christmas. Uh, and I've been working my way through a Advent beer calendar, uh, but unfortunately, I was going to bring that on today, and then I kind of forgot, and I already had it with dinner. So <laughs> instead, I have this, uh, which is which I'm hoping is really good. Uh, Southern Tier Brewing is a brewery that I really like uh, out of New York, and I have not been able to find any of their beers in Huntsville uh, since I moved here. They have them all over the place in Florida, but I did find. This a couple weeks ago. It is a limited release, eight percent alcohol by volume. It's their two Xmas spiced double ale. Ooh, that sounds uh, delicious. 
Yeah, so it's a uh, it's like a Christmassy beer, and it's brewed with orange peels, ginger root, cardamom, cinnamon, fig paste, and cloves. So it's actually a bottle. So I don't know if I'll get get as good a sound, but here we go. Yeah, it's not it's no can opening, but hopefully that came through. It did. It sounded great. Excellent. Ooh. Oh yeah. I got gotcha. you. Oh, that smells oh, that's good. good. Oh, I heard that, Chris. Nice. Yes, I uh, I went ahead. I went to Total Wine, and it's it's my it's my second favorite season of the year. Third favorite season of the year. Uh, season number one is obviously Halloween. I love Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. I hate the beer during Halloween though, but I love Halloween. Season two is Christmas season. Everyone loves Christmas. I love Christmas. But my third favorite season of the year are stouts and porter seasons. This is when all the local breweries come out with their stouts and their porters, their seasonal stuff, and I love my stouts and my porters. And then I went ahead and grabbed this, which is not a stout or a porter. <laughs> um, this is from the Ten Bends uh, Ten Bend Brewery uh, up in Vermont. Uh, not from there. I actually bought it down here. This is their Cold Moon Black Ale, seven percent ABV. But I love, I love black ales. So let's uh, let's take a sip here. Oh. Oh, good. Oh, my friend, I have missed you. <laughs> Where have you been all my life? You hesitated. I wasn't sure which way. I was letting. Was I was letting the flavor just course down my soul. I, I knew that face. When I saw Chris's face, I was like, "That is that is the face of Chris who, when he's taking a sip of a drink, he really really likes." <laughs> <laughs> Mike knows my faces. That's not a good sign. <laughs> he knows your beer faces better than me, apparently. <laughs> he knows other faces too. Oh boy! Um, I will undoubtedly finish this throughout the recording, and from here, I'll be moving on to a Yingling, uh, a, a Yingling special release. It's their Yingling Hershey Chocolate Porter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, You've had one of those like every night this week. They're so good. Oh. You're like, go get you me post, that chocolate posted, beer. I think you posted a picture on the lounge last night of that, and I went, "Oh man, that sounds so good." Let's let's do the plug right here, real quick. Uh, if you are on Facebook, find the lounge. Fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology, but yes, I definitely posted a picture of myself drinking a beer. And I don't know what else what else I was doing. I think it was in front of the Christmas tree. Um, I was focused on the beer, honestly, so I have no idea. But uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, I do love that Yingling and Hershey's is really solid. Mm. But tonight it is a one-on-one game. It is Mike versus me, and Leah is hosting. Leah, tell us what we have in store. All right, so tonight the game will be played between Mike versus Chris, and we will see who can get two correct answers in each of these six categories. Your categories are. TV and film, people and places, history and current events, music, fun stuff, and science and nature. And Mike, since you're the visiting team, I will let you decide. Do you want to go first or second? Um, I'll, I'll go first. Okay, Mike will go first, and we will just take turns flip-flopping back and forth between the two contestants. And when it is your turn, you get to choose which category you would like to receive a question from. So, Mike, what would you like to start out with tonight? Oh, I, I'm, I'm interested that you had a category called fun stuff, because it all sounds like fun stuff to me. Um, I will start. Why not? I'll start with music. Music. Okay, here is your music question. 
who had a role on the Nickelodeon TV series Victorious before beginning her music career in 2011. Oh my gosh. What was the qualifier to Victorious? Nickelodeon TV series? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. I just couldn't remember if you said Nickelodeon or uh, Disney. 2011. Um, yes, this is what I hate about music. It's Yeah. <laughs> if it's anything past 2011, yeah, that's not my wheelhouse. Let's see. Who would have begun around that time and been on Nickelodeon? Victorious. Never even heard of it. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to pull a name because I don't know if I'm going to get anything. I'm just going to say Ariana Grande. And that is a correct answer. Oh, nice pull, Mike. Really? <laughs> wow. Seriously? That's amazing. I don't know why she popped into my head. That's oh, my funny. God. It starts already. Yep. I did not know that answer either, but I thought it was a, a fun little trivia fact. I was like, oh, she's a TV star. Who knew? I didn't know that. All right. So Mike picks up a point for the music category. So now we will head over to Chris. What category would you like? Well, the music category was not my cup of tea. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go to people and places. Why not? Okay, here is your people and places question. Which country is bordered by Italy, France, Germany, Austria, and Liechtenstein? Okay, so the one that comes to mind is Switzerland because I remember, I think it was Gaddafi who went to the UN and tried to convince the UN to have Switzerland broken up and given to the three different countries, Italy, France, and uh, Germany, because the people of Switzerland did something to his kid. They arrested him for something. He wasn't happy. So I know I'm fairly confident that Switzerland borders at least three of those. Liechtenstein's very, very, very small, so that doesn't kind of help. Uh, Austria. I'm trying to place Austria, and I don't remember Austria bordering Switzerland. I feel like Austria borders Germany, so maybe it does have a border with Switzerland, but it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense in my head. But I don't have a better guess, so I'll go Switzerland. And Switzerland is correct. Nicely Whew. done. Yeah, and I think that uh, the Switzerland does have like four uh, main languages because of basically all the major countries yep. that are surrounding it, too. So that's a good fact. So nicely done. Okay, back over to Mike. What category would you like this time? Um, for some reason, I'm feeling science, science and nature. Okay, and here is your science and nature question. What type of creature is a snipe? Uh, a snipe is a bird, I'm pretty sure. Is that what they're looking for? Yes, they are looking for bird. That is the correct answer. Okay. <laughs> Good poll. Sorry, Good you, pull. Were, you, were, you were about to say something else, but I was just like, I think it's a bird. Yeah. Well, I was spelling it out, and you seen, then you were like, oh, it's a bird. Is that what they're looking for? And I wasn't going to tell you, no, that's not what they're looking for, because it answer <laughs> on the paper is bird. So nicely done. Okay. Rock and roll. Yeah. Good job. All right. So we're back over to Chris. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to try and close out people in places. I'll stick right there. 
Okay, so here is your people and places question. What city would you visit to find the Sugarloaf Mountain and a statue of Christ the Redeemer? We're looking for the city. Oh, God, I'm going to admit why, why I think I know the answer to this. So I have seen, I'm a horror movie junkie, and the opening scene, or one of the opening scenes to I Still Know What You Did Last Summer is Brandy and Jennifer Love Hewitt on a call-in radio show. And they're asking for them to win an all-expenses-paid trip somewhere. They had, to, they had to say what the capital of Brazil is. And they, they're they running around. I'm, I'm remembering this in my head. Now, this may not be right, but I feel like they're running around their apartment trying to find something with, with a city in Brazil on it. And they find like a package of rice, I guess, uh, in the cupboard. And it says, product of Rio de Janeiro. And I associate Christ the Redeemer with that because I think in one of the, when they're going into Rio, when the plane's going in, they're flying over that statue. The mountain doesn't help me at all. But Christ the Redeemer, I associate with Rio for that and amongst other reasons. Uh, and I'm going to say, uh, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Give me a good answer. I'm going to go Rio de Janeiro. And that is a correct answer. Nicely done. And isn't there isn't that how they find out that it was all a trick though? Yeah, because the capital of Brazil is Brazil. It's Brazilia, and somehow when they're in Brazil or wherever they are, they find that out, and they're like, "Oh, we were tricked coming down here because we said the incorrect answer, but they said it was right, and that's how we got tricked." Yeah, yeah. and everyone everyone that knew that the capital of Brazil is like, "Well, this is obviously a trap." <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right answer at all. They were like that guy from Star Star Wars. It's the same reason why I know the the that a draft's tongue is black because Sponge knew it on uh, on Salute Your Shorts. Shorts. Yeah. We were killing. We were vamping there because Nikki came in to talk to Mike. Oh, I thought we were just chatting. I no, was we were like, vamping. Nikki like, had opened the door. Was talking I, to Mike. I'm like, I, was I, gotta, like, I don't think Mike cares about anything. I need of fun stuff. anecdotes to fill the time. Well, actually, I was I was hoping if I was hoping maybe one of you guys could confirm that Rio and not Brasilia is in fact the capital. It of is. No, no, okay. Brasilia is the capital of Brazil. Okay. I was thinking Brasilia is actually the capital of Brazil. It is. That's how you know. Mike, when you had your headphones off, Leo was saying that's how you know that it's it's a trap for them to go to wherever they go to because. They because, the they, yeah, they said it was Rio was the capital, and they're like, yeah, we won. But then later on in the film, they realize that it was Brasilia, and they're like, oh, no, we gave the incorrect answer, but they said it was correct. It's a trap. They lured us down here. Uh, oh, no. It's a trap. But they're all at the same college. Like I, That part never made sense to me. They're at the same college. It's, it's a lot more cost effective just to go to the college and kill them there. Why do you have to pay for them to have this all expenses luxurious trip maybe this person to South li- America? I forget who the killer was, but maybe that person lived in South America. It's the guy in the slicker suit. Extradition, maybe. It's not Matthew Settle, the boyfriend. Freddie Prince Jr. No, because they were not together in the second one. Uh, no, she was yeah, dating someone. Yeah, new. the boyfriend is the guy in the slicker suit's son. Oh, it's all, yeah, that's it's, Matt yeah. Settle. Sure. He plays the dad on Gossip Girl. That's how old it is. That somehow he's the father of a teenager in Gossip Girl. But he played the boyfriend in Wow. What you did last summer. <laughs> we are this, so this off is, track. This is more than I still know what you did last summer has been discussed by anybody in 20 years. <laughs> and I have not seen this movie since I was probably in middle or high school. So whenever it came out. Uh, yeah, it would be college for me. But go ahead, Leah. All right. We can cut all that out. All right. So, yep. You pick up a point for people in places. Let's say again. <laughs> So Chris has can't has finished off the people and places category. Congratulations! Clearly, I should have picked harder questions for this. Um, so we're gonna head back over to Mike. Mike, what would you like for your next question? Um, well, as long as it's not a question about uh the I know what you did last summer series, I think I'll go with TV and film. Okay, TV and film. 
we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this is Leah who picks the question, so whatever. What is the hometown of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Oh, gosh. I never watched Buffy. Is it the same in the movie and the TV show? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Cannot confirm, but. Yeah, I saw the, I mean, I saw the movie once a very long time ago. Um, I want to say, like, uh, I think Sunny, was it like Sunnydale the High School or something like that? Um, yeah, I, that's, that's a, that's just a gaping gap in my, uh late 90s tv knowledge i never wa- i never watched the show a lot of people i knew were watching it but i never watched it just odd because i loved sarah michelle geller um See, yeah i'm just gonna say Sun- i'm just gonna say sunnydale sunnydale is a correct answer <laughs> but that's why it's funny because we were just talking about i still know what you did last summer and she was in i know what you did last summer yeah. oh yeah i didn't i didn't vampire slayer. Okay. yeah so nicely done I'm glad Chris didn't get that question because he would have been I've at an unfair advantage. Two, I've, I've completely backed into two two correct answers. I'm not complaining, but it's just like... <laughs> Take the wins when you can get them. Next time I oh, see absolutely. you, I can I can gift you with my property of Sunnydale High School t-shirt that I have yeah. in my closet. Well, I and actually, I think anymore. we were at the Sunnydale table at your wedding. I think that's why I know that. Oh, perfect. <laughs> see? And party knowledge on all of our wedding guests. That's great. <laughs> Okay, so that is one point for you for the TV and film category. So now we'll head back over to Chris. What would you like? I'm going to go TV and film. Why not? Ooh, not sure how you're going to do about this one, but okay. (laughs) Here we go. All these questions are randomized, so I picked the questions, but I didn't know who was going to get each one. Um, Okay, so which 2017 film directed by Ridley Scott is the sequel to the 2012 film Prometheus? Yeah. Oh my God! What was that called? Right. Okay. Okay. Alien. Aliens. Alien Three. Alien Resurrection. Prometheus. I feel like there's one called Alien Covenant. Would they go back? The... Yeah, they went back to Alien. I think. I think they went back to the Alien name. And we watched this movie. I fell asleep during this movie because it's so bad. Ridley Scott, you're an amazing filmmaker. Stop making alien movies. Give it to somebody else. Shout out to Ridley. I'm sure you listen to this podcast. Yeah, right to us. You're 85 freaking years old. Um, alien Covenant's my best guess. And that's a correct answer. That's yes. correct. Good that's job. Right. Nice. Yeah. It's one of those things that I'm, I'm sure I know it. Until you ask me a question while I'm being recorded, it's like, well, I don't want to sound stupid. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, so that picks you up a question for the t- or an answer for the TV and film category. So we are back over to Mike. Let's go with history. Okay, which one is that? History and current events. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Oh yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be current events, so that's why I just said history. <laughs> well. Okay. Which country's president was impeached in 2017 for alleged corruption with this company Samsung? So we're looking for the country's president. You're looking for the country itself. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Uh, 2017 hmm. for alleged corruption with the company Samsung. I think Samsung is a Korean company, so I'm just going to say South Korea. That's, that would have been my guess, too. South Korea is correct. Yeah. And I was hoping you weren't going to say Korea because then I'd have to 
We'd have to go back I, in time I, and do that again. Uh, um, I made that mistake once with Chris. I remember. And, yeah. All right. Never so that again. does pick up a point. I assume that, yeah, that's a Samsung is made in South Korea. I believe so. Perfect. All right. Well, that picks you up a point for history and current events. Chris, back over to you. I'm going to go history and current events. <laughs> Quit but, following me around. It's the first freaking time. Second, you just did TV and film after me, too. That is true. Oh, I like looking at your ass. What can I say? <laughs> it is a sweet ass. <laughs> All right. So where were Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson married in 1986? The United Kingdom. We're looking for a specific location. You didn't say that. Well, on my card, it has a specific location. Planet Earth. The Milky Way Galaxy. <laughs> Like, oh. what is the name of the building, if that helps? Oh, God, I have no idea. Come I... on, your family loved Fergie. Literally have no idea. What year was this? 1986. Look, I was three. Um, <laughs> and I, I hate when people say that when, when they're playing trivia. Like, that was three years old. Well, no, you, you, you should know stuff like this. I don't know this answer <laughs> at all. Um, in fact, when you read the question, my, my mind immediately went to Harry and M- Kate Middleton. That wasn't right either. <laughs> um, okay, so it's not going to be at the Palace. It's not going to be at Big Ben, and I'm running out of buildings in London that I know. <laughs> it would be a very London thing to get married at a pub. Yeah. I don't think that's what happened. Uh, I honestly don't know. I'm just going to go with Westminster Abbey. That is correct. Holy nice shit. Westminster Name Abbey in London. Like, come on. I I only know Westminster Abbey as being a burial ground. And I can't, I, I was, I couldn't think of them like, that's where they like Poets Corner and everything, right? Mm. Like Kipling's buried there. Yep, yep. So I, I couldn't imagine them doing, you know, weddings there as well. But hey. I think it's a church, right? It is, it's a church. But I think of it more as a. Like as a tourist and a, hist- a history buff, I like I would go there just to see. They the probably details. have the catacombs and stuff like on a different level, probably. Or like no, they got married wing. in front of Rudyard Kipling's gravestone. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I don't there know. You go. I'm just thinking they probably have different wings. They just quoted it as their vows. If if not it if oh my lord I'm done. Go ahead. Uh. <laughs> All right, well that picks you up a point in history and current events. So we're back over, Nicely Mike. Done. Nicely done, Chris. Ah. Uh, I'll go people and places. All right. So here is your people and places question. Salzburg in Austria was the birthplace of what famous 18th century composer? Um, I think that's Mozart. I'm going to say Mozart. Wow. That is correct. Yep. Wow. You guys are good. You never seen Amadeus? No. Oh, me either. Amadeus, Amadeus. I only know Salzburg because that's what they talk about in sound music. We haven't had a wrong answer yet, right? Nope. We have not had a wrong answer yet. No, I'm gonna. No, I... well, I just cursed myself. Why the yep. fuck did I say that? <laughs> All right, here we go. That wasn't as fun. The aforementioned Yingling, uh, Hershey's chocolate porter. The only two good things to come out of the state of Pennsylvania. And I stand by that. I literally stand by that. I've been there multiple times. Pennsylvania, do better. <laughs> All right, my turn. Okay, yep, this is your turn. Go ahead and pick your category. 
I'm going to go to the one category we haven't had anything from yet. We're going to do fun stuff. I'm going to pop that cherry right now. Okay. Other than snow sports, which sporting event also takes place on a piste? P-I-S-T-E? Not sure if you pissed? Piste? P-I-S-T-E. Other than snow sports, which sporting event also takes place on a piste? Okay, so... Piste? A pasty? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the the only clue I have there is snow sports. So I'm thinking what sports look like what would happen in snow sports. So maybe that is the like the the gradual incline before like doing downhill skiing or something like that. Um it takes place on a pisty. Takes place it, on a pisty. Okay. Pest. Help, Chris, I just looked it up and it's pieced. Pieced. It does not matter. <laughs> okay, so on... Other than snow sports, which sporting event also takes place on a pieced? Yeah, so on kind of... Le- it says on, so that leads me away from like BMX biking because the, they have the contraption that kind of lowers, then you can go. Um, It might lead me more towards snowboarding. Um, because it could be like the ramp you go down, in which case that would be a lot like skateboarding, but it would also be a lot, no, it'd be a lot like, my other thought was maybe that'd be a lot like, um, water skiing or waterboarding, but on those, you gotta be pulled behind a boat. So it's not going to be that, but skateboarding, tying it into skateboarding makes a little bit of sense. Cause you might need to get a little bit of a running start and it could be like that, that flat top before you go down. What else could it be? Other than snow sports. So what are the major? The other snow sports I can think of off the top of my head are going to be all on like ice. So ice skating, things like that. There's not another sport that's going to take place there. This is a really good question. And I'm just trying to get a logical way to get an answer that sounds somewhat reasonable. I don't think I've got a better answer. I'm going to say maybe it's likened to uh, snowboarding, and I'm going to say it's skateboarding. That is a good guess, but unfortunately that is incorrect. I don't think there's any way to get to it because this is not really all that similar to snow sports. Um, The answer they're looking for is fencing. That's what the play area is called in fencing. That that does does ring a bell now that you say it. Okay. Play on. But the but the piece uh, in snow sports generally is like down a hill. That's what my, that, my so thought that's, is like. Oh, it's a little misleading. I, my, that, so I was kind of on the right place because it's, it's the downhill incline that allows you to kind of get going, and, and I would think in skateboarding it's kind of that same thing. Right. I guess in skateboarding it's called something else. While you're asking Mike a question, I'm going to Google that though. Okay. Perfect. All right. So unfortunately, you do not pick up any points there, but you can always bounce back later in the game. Mike, what category would you like for your next question? Well, first, before we do that, ooh, yeah, uh, we're sticking with the Christmas theme. I've got my redneck Christmas stout here. Ooh, this is this is really good, Chris. You would like the hell out of this. It's from Jekyll Brewing out of Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, it, it actually says on here, um, it is an imperial stout brewed with ch- coffee, chocolate, and peppermint. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's the perfect beer for the holidays, especially with Uncle Eddie around. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, I, I had this over on Boozy, too. This is I, I picked this up randomly because I liked the can and I liked just I felt like living in Alabama. I needed to have a beer that was called Redneck Christmas. Stuff. It's, <laughs> fan, it's fantastic. It really is good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it sit for a couple minutes because it needs to come up a few degrees in temperature for the flavors to really come out. I, I noticed that when I had it the other day straight out of the fridge and I was like, ah, yeah, it takes a couple minutes. So interesting. Um, anyway, that's a little, uh, sidebar aside. I think I'm going to follow Chris into fun stuff and see if I can get a, get uh, one in each category settled out. All right. So here is your question in fun stuff. Which famous sportswear company uses the name of a South African antelope? This is me staring daggers at you. Why? Shoot. Because I know the answer. Oh. No, I feel like I do too. And I'm totally, I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, Can you, can you repeat the question? Absolutely. Which famous sportswear company uses the name of a South African antelope? Oh, gosh. I totally know this, and I'm totally drawing a blank. I have heard this. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, I can't even pull up sportswear um, <laughs> companies right now. Good grief. Oh, man. I'm going to kick myself for not getting this. Because I told, I absolutely, um, I absolutely know this, and I, it's my my recall is just not going to the correct parts of my brain. I think because I I know one hundred percent. As soon as you say it, I'm gonna want to kick myself. A South African. You said South African. Yep, South African. South African antelope. Oh my gosh! I totally. Oh, my, this is just going to drive me insane when you tell me. Um, I just, I, I don't, I, but I don't know how to get there because I'm, I'm drawing, I'm struggling to even Nate think of sportswear brands right now. I don't really wear a whole lot of sportswear, so I don't know. Um, oh man, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna drive me nuts. But I, I, I'm just not pulling it. I'm not pulling it, and as soon as you say it, it's, I, I'm going to kick myself. I'm, I'm calling it. Okay. Well, the correct answer is? Uh, I was between two. It's either Fila or Reebok, and I couldn't remember which one it is. Do you want to guess? Uh, my guess would have been Reebok, but I'm not positive. Reebok is correct. Are you kidding me? I immediately discarded Reebok out of hand because I, t- I didn't think that was the answer <laughs> at all. Okay, it's not at all what I was thinking of, and I don't know what I was thinking of. I was thinking Puma, that. and then I remembered that Puma, Puma I think, is from the America. I feel like somehow that's come up at trivia before, and when I've looked it up, Puma was only in the Americans, like South America, ah, North America. That was dumb. I should I should have hazarded a guess. And I yeah, never fold. If you have a logical guess, always take it. But you weren't going to go yeah, with Reebok it wasn't anyway. It wasn't logical. That was the problem. So, Mike, we're 0 for 2 on oh. fun stuff. Yep. Yeah, fun stuff, not good. Fun stuff, not so fun. Uh, well, I consider beer to be fun stuff, so fun stuff is good. <laughs> there you go. All right. The fun stuff category is more into uh, sports and games and that kind of nature, just for the future. So. Gotcha. All right, so Chris, we're back over to you. Uh, Let's go back to history. Why not? 
Okay, here is your history and current events question. The People's Liberation Armed Forces of South Vietnam were commonly known by what name? The People's Liberation Armed Forces of Southern Viet- or South Vietnam were known by what name? Like Charlie is a name that comes to mind, but I thought that's what they used for North Vietnam. And that could be way off. Um, I, I'm trying to think through this. I thought I am woefully, woefully under-knowledged or not knowledgeable about the Vietnam War. Um, I've spent a lot of time researching World War II and a little bit of World War One because I had family that were involved in those. No, I lost it. I lost my my a great uncle in the Vietnam War. And I've never spent a whole lot of time researching it, and this is something I'm going to go kick myself for. I'm just going to go with Charlie because I don't really have a better guess. I've heard that associated, with, I think, with Mash, um, but Mash isn't Vietnam; it's Korea, right? Wow, I'm in the wrong. I'm not even in the right freaking <laughs> war. No, I'm going to go Charlie and just take my L. Damn. <laughs> okay, so Charlie is incorrect. Um, the correct answer is Viet Cong. It was that Wait. simple. That's what the it Viet says Cong, in my paper. I they were the north. I thought the Viet Cong was the north. This says southern Vietnam, and then it says Viet Cong. Someone can fact check I'm where I got my I'm fact checking answers. right now. Hold on. Yeah, I'd fact check, right? Because Charlie is cor- Charlie and the Viet Cong are the same thing. They are. Oh. No, Viet Cong is south Vietnam. Holy shit. Really? A revolutionary organization in south Vietnam and Cambodia. The Viet Cong. Interesting. I mean, they weren't asking for an official. They were asking, They didn't specify official name or anything like that. But I mean, no, just, it says we're commonly but, known by what name? I think Charlie. I, I don't think Charlie is more commonly known as uh, Viet Cong is what they were. But I, I oh, again, woefully unknowledged when it comes to the Vietnam War. Apparently, because I could swear the North Vietnam, North Vietnamese were the. Well, here's here's what's <laughs> interesting because we're 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 not. Well, I don't want to say we're not wrong because we're wrong, but uh, the um, U.S. and according to Wikipedia, and this is a very truncated version, but the U.S. and South Vietnamese governments portrayed the Viet Cong as a tool of North Vietnam, but they were actually indigenous to South Vietnam. Oh, so okay. We were fighting them. That's why I thought, oh, it's their uh, that, that so North Vietnam. The, I guess actually, in my head, I'm I'm kind of like that. It's civil war, North versus South, and it really wasn't that way. It doesn't sound like it was completely that way. Again, there's many shades of gray to the story that gets painted. Right. So they were fighting they were fighting for North Vietnam, but they were South Vietnamese. Yes. That makes Long sense. Short. Yep. Okay. I'll I'll take my L and I learned something. I, I like that. Thank yeah. you. That, that's actually, what I like about trivia. Me too. Because I thought the exact I I had the exact same thought process you did, Chris, and I'm exactly the you know same level of ignorance I think. <laughs> <laughs> Leah taught me something. Probably more today. so. Well you're welcome. The more you know. Rainbow. Um, okay, so we're back over to Mike. We are, aren't we? Um, hmm. Let's see. Do I tack do I attempt to tackle fun stuff again or do I start back at the top? Let's lay let's come back around to music. Okay, we're gonna head back over to music. Which rapper is featured on the Katy Perry song California Girls? Oh gosh. California um, Girls with a U. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Snoop Dogg. Okay, Snoop Dogg is correct. Nicely done. Sweet. Yay. So Mike has canceled at uh, music. 
Yay. Yay. You get a big check mark next to your name on my paper. Okay, Chris, would you have gotten that one? questions that were definitely not in my wheelhouse, so I'm, I, I'm happy. Would not have gotten that one. Did you know about Snoop Dogg? I know who Snoop Dogg is. Um, my head went to Ja Rule, and I don't know why, because it's way, way, way the wrong era. Although Snoop Dogg was around when Ja Rule was around, but Snoop Dogg continues to be relevant in Ja Rule. Because of the Snoop on the stoop. Have you seen that, Mike? A Snoop on a stoop? No, is that like Elf on a Shelf? Yes. But... It's for Snoop Dogg, and he's got a blunt in his mouth. It's hilarious. That's amazing. I want one. That's amazing. I want That's one. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right, so we are back over to Chris. Oh, Lord. All right, let's go to movies and television. Let me try and close out another one. I, I failed at history, and I'm licking my wounds. Okay, well, let's see how you're going to do on this one. <laughs> I don't know. What were the names of the two regular hecklers on The Muppet Show? Statler and Waldorf. That is correct. Come on. I did not think you were going to get that I don't all. watch The Muppets at all, but yeah. I've heard Mike reference Statler and Waldorf enough. I knew it. Wow. I, I was, th- I was literally thinking, just by knowing me, Chris knows the answer. They, they, name it, are they, named, they named it for hotels, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I know the, the Waldorf. Or sad salads. Yeah. yeah, the Waldorf salad, too, okay. yeah. All right, well, great. Nicely done, Chris. See, you learn stuff by being on the show. <laughs> That's awesome. The more you know. Rainbow. Star. Star rainbow. Um. All right, so we're back over to Mike. Oh, Chris, that cancels out the TV and film category for you. Nicely done. Yep. Uh, I'm going to see if I can close out history where Chris couldn't, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. Yep. Here we yep. go. Okay. Which tower was reopened to the public in 2001 after major repairs and conservation work that lasted 11 years? Ouch. Which tower? Which tower? In two that was reopened in two thousand and one. Yep. Hmm. Um, I mean, when you say tower, the first thing pops in my head is Eiffel Tower. I can't believe it would have been closed to the public that long, but I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to come up with a better guess. I thought of like, um. I thought of the tower that houses Big Ben, but I don't think I don't. I, well, I don't know the name of the tower. Big Ben's just the bell. So um, uh, let's see. I mean, I just I don't know that I'm going to come up with another with anything else. So I'm just I'm going to say the Eiffel Tower and eat my lumps if it's wrong. Well, that is incorrect, Chris, because you're so patiently patiently raising your hand over in the corner. Would you like to take a guess? It's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, gosh. That is okay. incorrect. The answer I have is the oh. Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, no. oh man. I made I, a goofy uh, movie reference. I know. You get way cool points for doing that since you hate that movie. I hate that movie so much. And I love it. So you do get cute points for, for husbandism. <laughs> yeah, Leaning Tower of, of Pisa, I assuming it needed 11 years of renovations because mm-hmm. it was unsafe. It was Probably. Leaning. <laughs> it was yeah. leaning. They had to get it standing upright. Yeah. Nope, that makes years. that makes way more sense. I mean, I, I from what I hear, it's probably still leaning. <laughs> it's but definitely still <laughs> leaning. They do a great job with it, but they're like, this will do. This will buy us a little bit more time. <laughs> All right, so we are back over to Chris. Uh, let's go back to history. All if right. If you can tell, I'm avoiding music like the plague. 
All right, so here's your history question. The Hoover Dam, built in the 1930s, is on the border between what two U.S. states? I've walked over it before. To get from what state to what state? Well, it's it's Las Vegas, so I'm assuming it's on the border of California and Nevada. That is an incorrect answer. Is it Arizona? The correct answer is Nevada and Arizona. Oh, fuck. All right. Nice try, though. Nice try. Pay more attention when you're walking next time. Just think you're in, <laughs> just think you're in Lord of the Rings. I know it's a lot of walking you have to do, but maybe maybe take a look is at it a sign. Arizona. Is it really? It's what it says on my paper. Oh, holy crap! So you went to Arizona? Did you know that? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I went there for spring training. I I've still never been to the Grand Canyon. Hold on. <laughs> oh, geez, Chris is gonna fact check me again. Yeah, Arizona. Mm, I forgot how far I forgot Las Vegas isn't any isn't as close to the border as I thought it was. But yeah, it's definitely Arizona. My bad. <laughs> okay, well we are gonna go back over to Mike. Uh, I'm gonna go TV and film. All right, let me close out that card. And yes, I'm repeating the same order that I went through the first time in case anybody. That's okay. You do you. Actually, I don't think I am because I think I did science before I did history. Anyway, whatever. Uh, okay, so here is your TV and film question. Which 1974 film earned Robert De Niro his first Academy Award? Godfather Part 2. Oh, you got that one quick. That is correct. Yep. Correct answer. Nicely done. And that closes out TV and film for you. It's yeah. a performance that gets overshadowed by, um, by Marlon Brando in the first one, but it's a phenomenal right. performance. Fantastic. Oh, for sure. Ask me about my opinions on Godfather Part 2. I think it's overrated. It's not overrated. It's just really long. It is very long. Well, we have all closed out TV and film so that you guys are avoiding the science categories. So, (laughs) all right. So we will head back over to Chris. What would you like? Let's try music. Why not? Okay. So here is your music question. What was Elvis Presley's middle name? Oh, isn't it named after like his twin? Like, wasn't it? Mike is raising his hand. Like he knows. I I think I know this. I I think I know this, and I think it's Aaron. Is it Elvis Aaron Presley? I think it is. I'm gonna go Aaron. Spelt with an A or with an E? A. That is correct. That's a correct answer. Nice. It's A-A-R-O-N. Nope. Just one A. Is it? I still get the points. You still get the credit, you son of a... Ah! Nicely done, Chris. Well done. No, well done, Chris. That was good. Even though it's not really a music question, but... All right. So nicely done, Chris. Now we're back over to Mike. All right. um, I hadn't been avoiding science. I just flip-flopped the order between it and history from what I did the first time. Like I said, I was trying to go in the same order, but I failed. I've been drinking. Science, please. Okay, so here's your science question. Which dinosaur has a name that means covered lizard? Ouch. Covered lizard. Let's see. The two that I'm going between are... And and bear in mind, there's been a lot of additional knowledge in the world of dinosaurs since I was seven years old, which is when I was into dinosaurs. Um, But the two that I'm going between, the two that popped into my head are Stegosaurus or Ankylosaurus. 
and the reason Ankylosaurus was the first one that popped in my head is because it kind of has a shell that's sort of like a turtle. Uh, but and but Stegosaurus has all the the spikes on top. But I I, I think it's I think I'm leaning towards Ankylosaurus. So I think that's what I'm gonna say. Oh, so close! Yeah, I would have gone Stegosaurus. I never heard of an. The answer is Stegosaurus. Oh. My primary concern was I don't know how many people will know Ankylosaurus. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I did not. That's not in the Cocomelon dinosaur song. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so real quick, um, so I'm listening to uh. I take a lot of my the whole the, one of the reasons I love the this the podcast in general is Kevin Smith, but he took his mom to uh, Memphis to see Graceland. Uh, his mom is apparently a big uh, Elvis fan, but he was kind of went down a rabbit hole and he was telling us there's a song that Lisa Marie wrote about a Stegosaurus. No, oh. but about I- uh, it's a sad story. I'm going to preface that by saying this, but there's a song that she wrote about a place, and it's a place next to her father's grave where she's meant to be buried. And how she knows that her whole her story is going to end up there, and the poetic injustice of the fact that her son committed suicide young and actually took her place in that spot. Um, is buried next to Elvis now in in Graceland, uh, but it's an interesting story. I don't know much about Lisa Marie, but it does make me want to go back and read a little bit more about Elvis and Lisa Marie. I don't know anything about Elvis. My my mom was a huge Elvis fan. I don't know anything about him other than that. So, wow. Downer, let's keep going. I'm going to go with history. Hopefully it's an Elvis question. Give me Elvis. <laughs> Give me Elvis. Should have gone to music. Damn it. I was going to say, I don't know how much that would be in the history, but okay, let's try it. Oh, you're going to love this one. <laughs> Which member of the royal family was photographed wearing a swastika armband at a party in 2005? I'm getting all these British questions. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. British royal family. So, like what well, the part of me that the part that bothers me is that I feel like if it was a major part of the British family that was doing this it would be if it was like it's not one of the kids, right? It's not going to be William or uh Harry. Um What's the father's name? It's not going to be him either. Um Maybe Charles is far enough. Is Charles the father? Who's the one that just died? You've really got to watch The Crown with me next season. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to watch The Crown in general. Um, Vietnam War and in, in any type of British monarch, way my weak spots. <laughs> Add that to music. Yeah. My God. Um I think Charles is William and Henry's father. Harry's father. I think that's Prince Charles. Um, but I don't remember what Queen Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth's husband's name was. So I don't have a better guess than Charles. It's not right. I, I think it's her husband, but I'll go Prince Charles or just Charles. Damn it! You think? Prince Philip was wearing a swastika on his armband in 2005. I don't like know. Five years old. <laughs> my my thought is is that, that would be not, not, it's not hilarious to wear swastikas, people. But I mean, for like my a thought is that uh, William and Harry would have had more 
awareness to know not to do that. Absolutely not. The answer is Prince Harry. Harry. Is it really? He's such a dumbass. Totally, he went through totally such Harry. a... Yep. Yeah, he was the rebel, a kid who was oh. always caught. I'm sure he, there's a picture of him doing blackface at some point. Like, he was definitely <laughs> the rebel kid. Is he the one that was, like, yeah. photographed naked in Vegas? Probably. Okay. Probably, this, that, yeah. that, that would be on brand for Harry. Um. All right, Mike, it's your turn. Oh, goodness. Uh... I I'm going to go back to fun stuff actually switch it up a little bit. Okay. So here's your question. Fun stuff. Bingo callers occasionally add here comes the Herbie when they announce which number. Oh, for Pete's sake. All right. Let's see. Here comes the Herbie. B I N G O. I think it's 15 numbers for each one. Um, I'm trying to think of like Herbie. When I think of Herbie, the only thing I think of is the car. So I'm maybe the car had. I never saw the movie, but I'm, maybe the car had some sort of number or something associated with it, and maybe also a letter, which is kind of where I'm going uh, with on this. Um, here comes the Herbie, though. Man. Oh, let's see. Uh, there's, I mean, I don't know if there's necessarily any way to logic there. I mean, like I said, B, I think is one through 15. So I would be 16 through 30. And of course, then, um, 31 through 45. I clearly don't play bingo. Uh, not that old yet. Um, G 45 through 60 and then O is 61 through 75, I believe. Here comes the Herbie. Herbie. Is there anything in the na- in like the word? Like there's a B-I, which could maybe lead me to B1. I'm trying to picture the damn car. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, I'll just say B1. That's fine. That is incorrect, but you were on the right track. It is the racing number of the VW Beetle and the Herbie films, and the number is 53. Oh. Here okay. comes the Herbie. Here comes Herbie, whatever they say. Would it would have never gotten there, but I mean, at least I know if I had seen the movie, I might have gotten there. I played a lot <laughs> of bingo, like the- and no one ever called this out if they ever called whatever letter that is. I feel like we started really hot and we've hit a cold snap. G- it's like a cold it, it, streak. We really have. Ever since you said something. Yeah, sorry. Way. Okay. Yeah. This cold snap is going to continue. I'm going back to music. Ooh. I'm avoiding uh. science like the plague now. Okay, so here is your music question. Jeffrey Ross Hyman, lead vocalist with the punk band The Ramones, was better known by what stage name? Johnny Rotten? That is incorrect. That's the only no. That's the Sex Pistols. Damn it! What the fuck is wrong with me? Oh my god! Mike, do you want oh to tell gosh. him what it is? Johnny Ramone. It is Joey Ramone. Oh, Joey. I'm sorry, Joey. You said lead vocalist, Joey Ramone. Yeah, right. Johnny. Oh Ramone my guitar. god! Johnny Rotten Sex Pistols, right? Johnny Rotten Sex Pistols. What the yeah. hell's wrong? God, I didn't but, even get the right country for God's <laughs> sake. By the way, one of only three that I've guessed correctly on Masked Singer so far. Sorry, spoilers for the most recent season if you're not caught up. I'm so mad at myself because I knew that answer. Oh, my God. I was so surprised. You knew it was Joey? I want to be sedated. Let's go. God. (laughs) I'm so mad right now. 
I'm mad that I'm out of beer. I'm mad that I got that question wrong. I'm mad that I'm on a losing streak. Leah, you want to give us a score update before we keep going? Sure. You guys have both canceled out two categories. So uh, Chris is done with people and places and TV and film. Mike is done with TV and film and music. And you have ones in a couple of the other categories, each of you. All right. I, I have it as I have it as seven to six total. I'm up by one. Okay. That's what I have on my yeah. little cheat sheet. Okay, so we're back over to Mike. All right, I'm gonna go people and places. Okay, so here's your question: Who created the character Horatio Hornblower? Oh no. Oh, is Mike gonna get a literature question wrong? Oh my gosh. I am because. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a total blank on that guy's on his name. Oh my goodness. So oh my goodness. goodness. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've walked past several books in that series numerous times in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> this is how I'm going. It's closer to the beginning of the literature section, the fiction and literature section. It's, so it's more towards the beginning of the alphabet. I want to say it's around C. And my brain is telling me Cornwallis, and I obviously know that's not correct, but it's uh I think it's a C name. And it's an it's 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 a recognizable name. It's not like some ran it's not like some random person. It's some it's somebody that you at least have are vaguely have heard of. Um I wanna say it's a C name. <sighs> Shoot. Uh, ratio horn blower. Unless I'm thinking of something completely wrong, um, and I'm getting and I'm getting it mixed up with something else. Oh gosh, I'm not gonna get there. Uh, this sucks. Um, It begins with a C, I think. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I don't know it. I'll, Coleridge. I don't know it. That is incorrect. The correct answer. There is a C involved, um, but it's in the first name. It's C. S. Forrester. Forrester. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Yep. That's right. Nice try. Nice try. Way to talk it out, though. <sighs> All right, Chris. We're back over to you. I'm going back to history. I got to get one here eventually. Okay. Uh, within one year. What year were women in America granted the right to vote? It happened when prohibition was when prohibition was in place, right? It's one of the two or three amendments that kind of happened while men were sober. Hey. Uh within one year, so it's not the first, it's the second amendment after Prohibition went into effect, so it tells me it's uh, would have been the mid early forties. Would have been the late thirties. I know that, but I don't know. I don't don't know exactly when the prohibition went into play. That's kind of the problem. Were they given a right to vote in the middle of the Great Depression? Like the. What's okay? So. 
World War II kind of signaled the end of the Great Depression as the U.S. ramped up. So we're looking early 40s there. So I'm going, this is going to be in the late 30s. I'm going to guess 1930, 1938. The correct answer is 1920. 20, 1920. What the fuck is wrong with me? The more you kept talking, I'm like, I'm just going to put a big X next to his name for this question. Not even close. It's not the first one at the Prohibition, right? The Prohibition was passed in 1919, and that's the 18th Amendment, and then the 19th came swiftly after it in 1920. So that was 19th Amendment. It was it prohibition was repealed almost uh, coinciding with uh, FDR taking office because he said I think the nation needs a stiff drink right about now. Oh, this panelist needs a stiff drink right about now. Yeah, we're Let's... running out of history questions too, so I might have to go back into my pool. <laughs> they keep getting them wrong. I have a yeah, I have a, find some, me an easy one. Yeah, I had some duds that were still here, so I might have to give you guys the duds from now on. Um, all, right. all right, so Mike, Leah, I will take a dud. <laughs> okay, here we go. In which decade was the first version of the Windows operating system, Windows 1.0, released by Microsoft? Shoot. It's got to be the 1980s. I'll say 1980s. That is correct. Uh, <laughs> Were you going to guess something else? I was going to guess the 70s. No, it was I, I, I wavered briefly, but I think I think it was, yeah, I think it was early 80s would be my guess. Yeah, I don't have a, an exact year. I just have the decade, which says 1980. So that closes out the history and current events category for Mike. Yay. All right. So we're back over to you, Chris. Let's go back to history. I got to get one right eventually. <laughs> okay, here we go. You, though. One would think. I'm a, <laughs> I think I'm a reasonably smart person. Well, I'm just glad you guys aren't getting all the questions right, because otherwise I would feel bad about being the host. All right, so here we go. What town was mostly destroyed along with Herculaneum by the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in A.D. 79? Oh, thank you, Alexa. Yeah. Uh, Not just that. I knew this, but it's Pompeii. Pompeii. (laughs) That is correct. And with that, you have closed out your history and current events category as well. Nicely done. Well done, Christopher. I'm just saying, we started this episode sober, and as we drank more, we got more and more wrong. Uh, you know, we're we said at the beginning this is our first episode after a lot of hot seats. We're we're a little rusty, you know. We're we're, we're definitely rusty. Yeah. All right, so we are back over to Mike. <sighs> One of us has got to get a fun stuff question right eventually. I'm going fun <laughs> stuff. Oh boy! All right, here we go. <laughs> Damn it! I don't know. I don't, you may do well with this. <laughs> I what, did not like that reaction. All right. Okay. Within one point, if you added up the letter values of the tiles in the word Scrabble, what would the total number be? Within one. I'm, assu- I'm assuming you mean the scra- the the word it, Scrabble, Scrabble point values. Right. All right. So S is one. C will come back to R is one. A is one. B will come back to see I play words with friends and this is where I get confused. L will come back to E is one. So we need C, B, B, and L. See in words with friends, I know that C and B are four and L is two. 
which would result in – come on, Matt, you only do math for a living – 18, uh, which is a fairly good guess. For some reason, I want to say C is only three in Scrabble, and I'm not sure if L is two or one, or maybe B is three in Scrabble. Here, You know what the worst part is now that I'm thinking about it? They use the Scrabble tiles in the Scrabble logo, so it's literally on the thing, and I just never pay attention. I think <laughs> B is three. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think B is three. I think maybe C is still four. Okay, and I'm gonna say L is two. Okay, I'm gonna that's 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 what I'm gonna go with. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Nothing happens. We'll go to jail peacefully, quietly. We'll enjoy it. <laughs> Six, seven, ten, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen. That's what I'm gonna say. Sixteen. Ooh, that was really close. The answer we we're looking for is fourteen. So we would have accepted thirteen through fifteen. Oh. L, L is only one. I think that's what it is. Okay. Nice try. Nice try. Well, no, L, yeah, that would make sense. L is one and C is three. Yep. Okay. I'm sure you would have done better than Chris would have on that one. Yes, I haven't played Scrabble in forever. I only play words with friends. I haven't played that in forever. That is okay. That is okay. All right, Chris. Fun stuff. I was going to say, Chris, I want to beat you, but I want one of us to get one of these freaking fun stuff questions right more. One of us so. has to get two of these fun stuff questions <laughs> right know. to win. I know. I'm going to have to probably go through some of these dead questions for that one, I'm too. I'm hoping once you open the floodgates, it'll just start flowing. I'm out of beer now, so like now all good ideas are going to be coming out. Ha. Okay, so here's your... Feed the tuna fish mayonnaise. Am I the only one to see Night Shift? Sorry, Leah. Yes, but that's still hilarious out of context. So <laughs> It's like the Ron Howard, Henry Winkler, and Michael Keaton. is like one of Michael Keaton's first roles. He's an idea man. That's where they come up with the idea of turning a, mor- uh, a morgue into a, a place for, for prostitutes. Okay, Leah, go right ahead. Leah, like, Leah start reading a question, Oh, my please. gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right, so in which sport are only the goalkeeper's feet allowed to touch the floor? I'm confused by the question. (laughs) Um, Think it out. In which sport are only the goalkeeper's feet allowed to touch the floor? Mm -hmm. So that begs questions. Um... The floor, I know the floor, not the field or the turf, tells me it's some sort of a hard-floored sport. Or is it something like water polo? But those pools are way too deep. Uh, a water polo goalie is never going to be able to get there. Although I do find it funny that the Olympics, they have a lifeguard on standby. Um, <laughs> you okay, Mike? No, that was pretty funny, though. Okay, so uh, water polo is where my first went, but no, the, those pools are way too deep. A goalie's never going to be able to touch the floor. Is it only... So when you say only, like, that either means that... Uh, the reason I went to water polo is my first interpretation was that they're the only ones that can touch the floor. Everyone else has to stay swimming. In other words, they can kind of stay flat-footed on the floor of the pool. Everyone else has to swim. That That makes no sense whatsoever. Which means that... Repeat that question, Warren. The context is bothering me. 
in which sport are only the goalkeeper's feet allowed to touch the floor? So the other interpretation is there for me is there they nothing else other than their feet can touch the floor. So in, I know it's not in soccer because in soccer they can dive left and right. What other sports have goalkeepers? It's not hockey. They're on their they're on their pads all the time. And I, I at that point I think I'm out of sports with a goalkeeper. Um, there's not really a goalkeeper in cricket. Maybe there's one in rugby. So I get. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go rugby. I, I honestly, I'm confused by the question. The phrasing of the question is confusing me. But I'll say rugby. Well, you were on the right track. The correct yeah. answer is water, water polo. polo. Yep. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, aren't they? I thought they were in like a twenty foot deep pool. I don't know. Maybe they're allowed to like swim down. I don't think it's, like, I don't think it's that deep. I think it's like I think it's like six feet deep. I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe they're allowed to like like. Use I think it they. To I think they're allowed to like. Stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't understand how the horses don't drown, to be frank. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I talk. All right. I'm done. Go ahead, Mike. I really thought you had it when you started going. Because that would have been my guess, too. But water polo would have been my guess. I had no idea. <laughs> I would just wouldn't have been my guess. All right, Mike. What did you like your question from? Uh, not fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> fun stuff has proven remarkably unfun. Um, I think I'm going to go to... Science and nature, which Chris has been avoiding even more actively than he's been avoiding music. I haven't had a question there yet. That's my point. All right. So here is your science and nature question. Science? Which unit of measurement is approximately the distance between the Earth and the sun? Oh, come on. Which unit of measurement is approximately the distance between the Earth and the sun. Yes. Uh, Chris, I mean, Chris seems to know it. I don't know. It's not a light year. Um, which is the first thing that popped in my head. Is, is, is there something called a soul? I feel like there's something called a soul. Like an SOL. Like the, I think, Greek word for sun. Um... Uh, I mean, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's like a lumen or anything like that. Um, that's a distance. You said distance, right? Uh, Repeat, please. What unit of measurement is approximately the distance between the Earth and the Sun? Distance. Okay. Um, and it's a single unit of measurement. Uh, light. I mean. I don't think it's a light year. A light year is uh, there's a huge distance there. Let's see. Okay, no, hold on. Okay, let me do the math. The Earth is 93 million miles from the sun, and a light and light travels 186 thousand miles a second, which means nine times nine. Oh, actually, that works out. Okay, I'm overthinking it. Light year. Well, it's not a light year, but I do have a buzz. So. What does that mean? Buzz Lightyear. Never mind. My jokes aren't landing anymore. Yeah, I did not get that, but uh, that is incorrect. Um, So the answer we're looking for astronomical unit is an astronomical unit. Oh, yes. I knew that. I knew it. Oh, Oh, okay. That was fun for me. (laughs) 
I'm so yeah, glad. I maybe the, yeah, I, I didn't think that math worked out, but I'm sitting here like, what's 93 million divided by 186,000? I don't feel like doing that. But... You did a lot of math for that one, or a lot of talk oh, about it's, math. Oh, because it's seconds, not days. I was sitting here like, oh, yeah, that comes out to about 365. Never mind. I knew a light year was way longer than that. So It's like eight, eight, almost eight and a half minutes for light to get from the Earth to the sun or something like that. Something like that. So. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to stick in fun stuff because I actually had fun with that one. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, so here is your fun stuff question. Which is the only team to have participated in every FIFA World Cup tournament? Come on. Okay, so the, the major FIFA World Cup teams are going to be England, France, Germany, and Brazil. Those are the four, like the four core teams that kind of come to mind. Uh I don't know that Brazil would have been involved. Well, the first one was won by Uruguay, right? So Brazil, I would assume, would be there. So you're talking about a team that's going to be good enough to qualify for all of those. So uh, maybe I would cross Brazil out. Maybe they're more of a recent team. I'm thinking more of the entrenched power would be England, France, and Germany. And soccer is huge in th- all three, but I feel like I can eliminate France because I feel like soccer is much larger in England and in Germany. I'm not saying it's not large in France. It's obviously their most famous sport, but I'm going to end up just sticking with uh, the good old English language and going to the United, or not the United Kingdom, but England. That is incorrect. Oh, thank Gosh. goodness. It's totally Brazil. Yeah, the English have just been screwing you over all day today. Um, yeah, the answer is Brazil. <sighs> oh, my God. Nice try, though. Nice try. You had some logic to it. Nice try. All right, let's move it back over to Mike. All right. As I pull out a Sam Adams winter lager. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is your third beer. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth, if you count my advent calendar beer that I forgot that I was going to bring onto the show and had with dinner. Let's go fun stuff. Someone, <laughs> someone's got someone's to get, get one of these damn questions. Okay, so in the game of Monopoly, how much money do you collect from each player if it's your birthday? What? Shit. Didn't know this was a thing. Oh, is oh, it oh. ten? Is it ten or fifteen? Or is it fifty? I actually think it might be fifty. Fifty? Or is it twenty? <laughs> oh man. Um I think it's just ten dollars. I think it's just ten dollars, so I'm gonna say ten. Okay, you're going with ten dollars, and the correct answer is ten dollars. Nicely done, Mike. Yes, yes. finally. Nice job, Mike. nice job. You did it. So now that has broken um, our losing streak in fun stuff. So, Chris, would you like Just fun like stuff? Just like Monopoly breaks families. True. Very true. So, Chris, would you like to continue with the fun stuff or would you like to go to something else? Let's go back to music. I need a break. Although <laughs> I did, um, I got I got myself some smart juices. Mike's have another drink. I will, too. Uh, a bottle of wine I popped last night. This is the Fit Vine Cabernet Sauvignon. So it's their no sugar added wine. Uh, I popped it last night. The ball's already half gone. So, cheers. <laughs> All Finish right. It. 
So this will get you ready for your music question. Which rock singer had her first top 10 hit with the song Hit Me With Your Best Shot? Fire away. Hey, no hints. I knew I knew that. It doesn't help. <laughs> Thank you, though. Oh, okay. Hit me with your best shot. So... The when I think of like female rock singers, the like it sounds like it's an individual, not part of a band. Cindy Lauper's the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else it would be. I don't want to necessarily go with my first guess. Like it wouldn't be one of the girls from the Runaways, right? Yeah, I'm going to go Cindy Lauper. Ooh, that is incorrect. Oh. We are looking for Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes more sense. Nice try, though. Nice try. In my head, I don't usually consider her rock, but I guess she is. That's the you only consider song her, You don't consider her rock, but you consider Cindy Lauper rock. Please, tell me more. <laughs> I don't I don't know a song by Cindy Lauper. I just, in my head, I tied her back to rock oh, music. Oh, good, because I, I skipped be over a Cindy Lauper question because I thought it was going to be too easy. So that would have. Well, girls do just want to have fun. But but frankly, I don't. I'm stoked that I got one fun stuff question, but I don't feel like I want to go back there anytime soon. I think I'm going to go people and places. All right, people and places. And here is your question. Oh, this will be fun. Oh, God. What <laughs> is the name of the first fictional police commissioner of Gotham City who is featured in the Batman stories and films? So we're looking for the first fictional police commissioner of Gotham City. Um, I'm not even going to pretend that I can name a commissioner of Gotham City that's not Jim Gordon. So I'm going to say Jim Gordon. That is incorrect. Of course it is. Oh, what's his there's name? There's no way to ask that question if that's the answer. But I can't name another commissioner of Gotham City. Yeah, I haven't gotten to my dead questions and people in places yet. So I can't pull his name either. Okay, well, this is Jillian B. Loeb, and Jillian is spelled with a G, which normally is a girl. Is there a female commissioner, or is, are we spelling Jillian for a boy with a G? I have no idea. Okay, that, well, it's Jillian B. Loeb. I've read a lot of Batman comics. That Loeb. does not come to mind. Okay, well, there we wow, go. No, I, great question. I Today I learned. I didn't know I'm if not, this would be no one that you guys would know or not. So here All right, I'm, I'm crossing off the list. Let's go to science. Okay, here we go. What is the most common color of copper sulfate? I mean, copper is brown, but I feel like sulfate, I lean more towards orange. Yeah, I'm going to go orange. That is incorrect. The correct answer is blue. We're going for blue. <laughs> it is da the warmest color. But, mm. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right, Mike, what do you want? I'm going to go back to following Chris around. I think I'm going to head to science. All right, so here's your science question. What type of animal is a sock eye? A sock eye? Yep. Sock eye. It, exactly how it sounds. Sock yep. like you wear on your feet and eye like in, like is in your head. Yes. And I have heard, oh, uh, sock eye. It's a type of salmon. Uh, it's a fish. That is correct. We actually have salmon on our paper, so nicely done. 
Yay, so Mike now has canceled out the science category. I would have gone with kangaroo because it sounds like something I would punch you in the face. <laughs> I, I, I literally got there because of food. So and and I, I, I do like that my knowledge of science is such that I couldn't get astronomical unit, but I was able to get two types of animal yeah. to, to, to close <laughs> it out. So I'm not, I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. All right, so we're going to head back over to Chris. I'll go back to fun stuff. I need to get one right. All right. Okay, here we go. In 1988, who became the youngest Olympic gold medalist in figure skating history? Oh, what's her name? Oh, what is her name? I can't think of what her name is. It's This is a tough one. I want to say it's a Russian a Russian sounding name, but I can't think of what I want to say. Uh, so the only other name that comes to mind in that time period, I don't even know if this is figure skating, it might be gymnastics, but I'll go Christy Yamaguchi. Is that your answer? Yeah. That is incorrect. What's but her yeah, name? Can I guess? Mike, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Mike, do you have a guess? First of all, Christy Yamaguchi is figure skating. I think she won in 92, though. Uh, is it Oksana Bayul? Oksana Bayul is the name I couldn't come up with. That is incorrect. This is an American oh. figure skater, oh. one who you definitely know her name. Is it Tara Chris, Lipinski? It's Tara Lipinski. What year did you say? 1988. Tara Lipinski was 19... No. no. Tara it's Lipinski 90, was Nagano. It says 1988. 1998 would have been Tara... It says 1988 on my paper. 98 was Tara Lipinski. It says 1988 I, on my paper. I'm telling you, one, I've had a crush on this woman since the 1998 Nagano Olympics. Okay, well... I would like a different question, please. Okay. Hold on, I'm, I'm looking it up real It's quick, not 1988. She's my age. She'd have been. That, she is the 1998 Olympic champion. Well, that, I, that I, is a I typo on this paper. It's not my fault. Don't it's blame not, the I'm, questions. I'm not blaming you. I'm, I'm, blaming blaming you. You I'm letting you know I'd like a different question, though. I'm not blaming you at all, but I do. I do think Chris should get another question because if you said 98, I would have known it was Tara Lipinski. Yeah, she beat Michelle Kwan. Okay. Who is now an ambassador for the U.S. By the way, or is nominated to be an ambassador for the U.S. Oh, that's weird. Cool. Good for her. No one's nominated me to be an ambassador for the U.S. What the fuck? Okay, so here's your alternative question. Whiff Waff was an early name for which game slash sport? Whiff Waff. Spell those for me. W-H-I-F-F dash W-H-A-F-F. Whiff Waff. So that almost sounds like a tit-for-tat explanation. What game slash sport, so... It said sport on here, but it can also be considered a game, so I added that in. The first thing that came to mind is tennis. When I, th- when I think of whiff, I think of swinging. It's something that's going to create a whiff sound. So like, it's not going to be baseball. Um, but you wouldn't consider tennis a game. You would consider it a sport. But when you say it could be a sport or a game, I kind of go to ping pong. Uh other things in that realm might be like foosball, but I don't feel like foosball's a sport. I do think of that as more as a game. But ping pong's in the Olympics. It's moderately com- like it's very competitive in the Olympics. But like even at work when we were in the office and we had the break room, like we'd have pretty heated ping pong matches to the point where you'd have to grab like a towel and wipe your sweat off because it was that intense. I'm gonna go ping pong. Ping pong is a correct answer. Nicely done. Oh, thank God. I got a fun stuff question right. Well, I Because I just know that there's that argument of ping pong is not a sport. 
And so that's why I added the dash game. Because, like, I don't know. I, I mean, just feel like if I said if it was a sport, you might have said it would have led someone to a more... But then is bowling a sport? Like, ping pong is more athletic than bowling is. Bowling I would also consider a game slash sport. What about curling? <laughs> um, Yeah, game slash sport. I'm going to do the dash for all of those. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> what do you consider fencing? I consider that a sport. That's very heated, I feel like. All right, Mike, it's up to you. Mike is away from keyboard right now. He'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike is back. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Mike is back. So what question or what category would you like? You still have to close out what? people and places and fun stuff. Did Chris get the whiff off question? He did. The answer was ping pong. Ping pong. Okay, cool. So that was fun stuff? Yep, that was fun stuff. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I had to step away for a second. Um. Well, I got fun stuff for people and places. Um. I'm gonna go fun stuff. I don't know. I'm feeling stupid. <laughs> okay. Here is your fun stuff question. In what country does the Tomatina Festival take place, in which participants throw thousands of pounds of tomatoes at each other? Tomatina. Wow. I don't know, but I want to move there. Um, hmm. Tomatina, huh? What? Hmm. Tomatina Festival. I feel like I've heard of this before, but I can't place it in a particular region or anything like that. And I don't really know of a particular way to logic there. Tomatina. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like a vaguely... Um, like it could, it could be either a Spanish or Italian, uh, type of word, um, for tomato. Uh, and honestly, Spain was the first thing that popped into my head and I don't know that I have any more logic. And again, I'm on my, you know, I'm several beers in, so I'm going to just say Spain. And Spain is a correct answer. Nicely done. So that- wow. That fills out the fun stuff category for you. You do not have to go back to that category at all anymore. Yay. Rejoice. Rejoice. All right. So, Chris, you still need uh, science and nature, music, and fun stuff. I'm going to go to fun stuff. I feel like that's my Everest right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you at least have one in some of those categories. All right, maybe this one one will be one to your liking. What outdoor toy was introduced in 1961 consisting of a long sheet of thin plastic and a garden hose? Oh, that's got to be a slip and slide, right? It was a slip and slide. It's got to be a slip and slide. Boom. Hey, real quick, you are my Everest. Is that Joey Tribbiani and the turkey? Yes. Okay, just making sure. Because I'm sitting here picturing, I'm sitting here, I can hear, you are my Everest, but I, I was sitting here. The, he he promised Monarch he'd eat the whole turkey on his own. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So that uh, cancels out the fun stuff category. We can just take these questions and shove it up someone's butt. Um, all right. So we're down to Mike. Mike, you need one question to win the game. And Thank that you. is from the people and places category. Would you like a people and places question or would you like I, to just delay the inevitable longer? I, I, I feel like I want to go back to TV and film. No, I <laughs> no, I'll take I'll take people and places. Yeah. 
All right, so here's your people and places question. Which Arab country's flag features a sword in its design? Oh, man. Vexillology is a huge weak spot for me. And I only know the term vexillology thanks to trivial um, triviality. Ah, <laughs> uh, I suck at flags. Um, let's see, Arab country, a sword flag on on a, Would it say sword and what else? Just sword on its flag. Uh, features a sword in its design. In its sword on the in the flag design. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Hmm. I, I don't know flags. I don't. Uh, it's a major weak spot for me, and I don't have any particular guess. I'm just gonna say a rock and call it a day. Ooh, that is incorrect. The answer we're looking for is Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Okay. I, I was just trying to That's look fair. it up to see how prominent the flag is. I feel like it's in one of the corners. Um. It's actually at the bottom. It's a green flag, and it's got one big sword uh, horizontal at the bottom, and then something written in Arab above it. Hmm. Okay. So, there we go. All right. All right, so Chris, what would you like? So you can choose between music and science and nature. Let's go back to science and nature. All right, so here we go. Uncle Sam is the nickname for the largest specimen of a certain mineral to have been discovered in the USA. Which mineral? Uncle Sam. A mineral discovered in the USA. And the award for the most difficult question of the night goes to... It is a nickname for the largest specimen of a certain mineral to have been discovered in the USA. Yeah, there's, there's, this is either you know it or you don't. I don't know the way to really logic to it. Uncle Sam was what World War One, I, I believe, the icon. I don't know when this came. Are you pointing at me because I got it right. It's World War One with Uncle Sam. Is that right? Oh, I was, I was trying to do an Uncle Sam point at you. Oh, okay. I, I feel like Uncle Sam was World War One, uh, and then I kind of go to World War Two. Is no, my my no, because it's. This is going to be a naturally occurring mineral. And I don't know that like plutonium or uranium, I don't think either one of them are naturally occurring. Um, I think they're, you know, nuclear f- fission, nuclear fission, nuclear fission. I don't even know. My God, I sound like an idiot right now. I, I didn't take a chemistry class ever in my life. Like it wasn't a required. I went, to, I went to high school in Florida. It wasn't a required class. You didn't have to take chemistry at all in this in this state. <laughs> I mean, Uncle Sam is built on the back of maybe it's the world's largest coal mine because I know we have a lot of coal here. So I'll go with coal. I don't have a better guess, unfortunately. That's incorrect. We were looking for diamond. Oof! What I the mean, serious hell? Was a great answer. No. Oh. There's no, there's just no way to get there. Oh my no. god! I didn't know if this that was a well-known thing that people just knew and I didn't know because that's usually what happens. But whatever. That, okay. That was a brutal question. Mm. I was sitting here going, I didn't know you. You got way closer than I would because coal is essentially diamond. 
in. Yeah, I was technically right. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I, I wasn't sure how much you wanted to argue that one. but No. <laughs> no. no. Mike good, put me out of my misery really here. Guess, though. I, I, would, I would have gone with like uranium, to be honest. So, But is that is that naturally occurring? Right? It requires a process to take place, and the question made it sound like it's... Uh... I, I Right. I, I don't... Yeah, that's a fair point. I don't it know. It should be discovered, so assuming it was Oh, I didn't hear discovered. Somewhere. Okay. I don't know. I still would have been wrong. <laughs> All right. And so, Mike, here is your people and places question. American actress Melanie Griffith is the daughter of what famous film star? Tippi Hedren. That is correct. And with that, my friend, you are crowned the champion of today's whatever this is called. Trivia game. Yay. <laughs> Damn, Mike. Nicely done. That's how we're well going to end it with a Tippi God. Hedren question. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. So I, I thought that was a hard question. It was not a hard <laughs> question. Also, no. should have been in, in movies and TV, but okay. It's, it's under people. No, well, honestly, it's a person. They, uh, no, yeah. actually, uh, I happened to uh, on a, a clickbait article a couple days ago that was talking about um, the movie from the seventies, and it was it was she was in it. Uh, Tippi Hedren and Melanie Griffith her daughter were in it together and Melanie Griffith got like severely injured by a lion. Oh, and I think it was called war. I could be wrong. You'd have to fact check me on all this stuff. But anyway, she got severely injured and it literally said that Tippy, you know, her and Tippy Hedren and that they were, you know, mother and daughter. And literally that made me, it was, I I saw this earlier this week. It was a random, like a cracked article or some stupid shit like that. And it literally made me go, Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot she was Tippy Hedren's daughter. And then all of a sudden it pops up. That's the only reason I knew it so quickly. Roar, that they're remaking that right now, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know a, anything about the, yeah, it's uh, going to start Katy Perry. <laughs> go to bed, sir. Go to bed, drink your wine and then go to bed. Okay. And with that, my friends, <laughs> <laughs> find us on the socials you can find us at the lounge on facebook fans of pub trivia experience and boozy bracketology you can find us on the instagram at pub trivia experience where you can find a daily question of the day daily trivia question of the day please answer it because i feel sad when no one answers my questions um you can find us on twitter at pub trivia pod pod pub trivia pod and uh yeah, Are we any place else? Yeah, real quick. So if, if you're enjoying the show, if you like the content that we bring you, uh, a couple things you could do. One, uh, if you have the financial means to do so, patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B, uh, bonus trivia, bonus brackets, uh, all that fun stuff. If you like what we do here at the Pub Trivia Experience and our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology, that's a great way to give back. We really appreciate it. Um, if you don't, I get it. We've all been there. Find us on the Facebook. Come join us at the lounge. That'd be great. But give us a five-star rating. Write us a review. That'd be even more awesome of you. Uh, but I think that's it. Mike, you're our first champion since coming since we came back. So how are you feeling? Uh, well, I, as we've discussed, I've had several beers, so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, th- uh, that was... Uh... That was a very up and down game. It felt like we had a really early fast start and then hit. I fell simultaneously hit a run. As I said, you jinxed us right around the time you said we haven't gotten a question wrong yet. And then we got a bunch wrong. When I said that, I'm looking at the thing going, this is going to be like a 35, 40 minute game tops. Right. (laughs) We're an hour and a half in. Right. How'd that work out for sure? No, it's but. 
it's so good. To, it's so good to be back. I hope ever. I hope everyone has enjoyed listening to it because I love the I, as much as I love the hot seat episodes. I think it's such. I think they're so much fun. But it's great to have these back and forth competitions and just you know get to banter with banter with you and and hang out with you guys obviously and i hope our listeners enjoy it too but i just have so much fun doing this and win or lose but especially win i have so much fun doing it (laughs) it's okay it's okay it was fun guys uh but everyone we will see you next week with another new episode until then have a good one